You're not what we're looking for at this company. You're not my type. I don't feel seen or heard. I'm constantly overlooked, undermined, and taken for granted. She no longer turns me on. Or he just doesn't do it for me. I'm put off. These positions can all be turned around, flipped, made positive if you use the arousal principles in the following episode. Welcome to the Brain and Brand Show. I'm Timothy Maurice. I appreciate you choosing this episode. And if you shared this podcast, you hold an even deeper place in my heart. If you haven't already, I encourage you to go back and listen to the first two episodes of this three-part series. In episode one, we explore the neuroscience of arousal with neuroscientist Dr. Dean Scherzai. And in episode two, we explored what I term the arousal war. In this episode, I'll explore five strategies to arouse whoever you're trying to connect with. I'm passionate about great ideas being heard, incredible people being seen, and extraordinary brands being supported. But far too often, they are not experienced because the person or brand is unable to arouse them enough to grab their attention and keep it. I go into this in more detail in the first two episodes, so I won't belabor the point here. Focus of today's show is five arousal strategies to help you trigger engagement, to grab someone's attention who, if you're able to get them to notice you, they'll be blown away by what you have to offer. And many of you can really identify with this. You've got everything you think your customer wants, but you're just not noticed. Grab a pen. Or if you're shopping, at the gym, driving, or moving, then just enjoy and make notes later. Arousal strategy number one is break the formula. Red Bull decided to compete with Coca-Cola by completely changing the formula. Breaking the formula requires you to completely look at every side of the strategy. Let me give you a simple example before I go into Red Bull. When I travel outside of America, I know the formula is Americans plus communication equals arrogance. It's almost like a default formula. So what I do is I go out of my way to go Americans and then my behavior exhibits giving, support. And I throw support in it automatically helps offset the negative arrogance. That's breaking the formula. If you come from a culture or a background, for example, let's say you're black and people just assume you're going to be late, African time. By showing up on time or way ahead of time, you are destroying the formula. In a business case, Red Bull decided we're going to compete with Coca-Cola by having a smaller can having a medicinal taste instead of a refreshing type taste and having the smaller can instead of a bigger bottle, having a medicinal taste instead of a refreshing taste, grabbed the attention of the market and helped Red Bull compete. So the principle is very, very simple. Whatever your default is, 
If you come from a culture where you're known to be focused on money and discounts, but then you are seen to be generous in giving, you're breaking the formula. Is that the brain is wired into formulas. If I say one plus one, two pops up. If I say 10 plus 10, the answer pops up. If I say toothbrush, the image pops up. If I say fast car, an image pops up. What's vital about this is that if I say fast car and then show you an image of a slow car, I grab your attention. Breaking the formula causes a disruption in the nervous system to trigger an arousal. That's number one. Number two is be first in a new category. Established categories are stored in safe spaces in the unconscious mind and doesn't require the person observing to think. So if you're building a career in an area where people have seen it and heard it and you're just average, you're going to get lost. Start a new category. One of the things that I've been focused on in my career is making sure that if I enter a new domain, then what I do first, and this is very critical, what I do first is I observe what are the standard norms? What are people accepting as a norm? Where are people operating in a safe space? And then what I do is I go, okay, how can I create a new model to add something fresh? So the case with my, when personal branding was out, personal branding was really taken over and everybody's talking personal branding, personal branding. I invented the word personovation, personal innovation. And I focused on how to help people evolve past what they're known for instead of helping people to work on their brand. How do I help people reinvent their brand? That grabbed people's attention for many reasons. But primarily because they'd never heard the word, it was a new category, and it moved outside of the safe space. So if you plan in an area where everybody is competing, unless you're really remarkable, you're going to get lost. I consider myself, you know, above average in some areas. Some areas I, I do a little bit better. But what I'm saying is that if I'm going to write a book, and I want to get people to notice me that I need to be, I need to be really innovative and interesting by establishing a new framing and a new category. Number three is the principle of association. People often don't notice you because you haven't surrounded yourself and packaged yourself in what they care about. If I'm dealing with a group of thinkers, people who go deep in the mind, and I'm speaking on stage or I'm speaking on a conference or I'm speaking on a Zoom call. I'll choose quotes and conversation from elite authors in elite schools. If I'm dealing with a group of, a group of executives who I know are well educated, then I'll make sure I research beforehand and I'll go really, really deep and choose authors they haven't heard of, but from their favorite schools. I'll choose authors from Harvard or Stanford or Oxford. But not the traditional ones. I'll go a little bit further. And part of what I'm doing is that I'm driving my points at a level where I know they're already interested, but I am pulling them outside of their safe space. I'm pulling them in a space where I know they already are. Now, this is key. This is not manipulation. And from an ethics perspective, I want you to hear me clearly. People are already doing this. You're already doing it. 
But what you haven't noticed about this is just how effective and how it's built on brain science. This is really powerful stuff that, you know, I've seen people who could not get a job. They could not get investment. They could not be noticed. And all of a sudden they start employing these principles and money started to flow and people started to surround them all because they started to understand the simplicity of how the nervous system, the brain, and the entire body and heart work. Number four, align values and then use supernormal stimuli. Here's what I want you to do. Identify what people care about quickly. Study their culture and their background and discover what really matters to them. Align yourself to these areas of value by demonstrating insights and then shock them. Shock them by going really deep into this area and sharing something they never thought they would know about that area. This works because it will catch them off guard and elevate you into their highest values. Wherever people's highest values are, there's a high frequency. There's a tangible feel. Emotions are moving. Supernormal stimuli requires you to go deep and be very creative about how and what you share. It will be received with much delight. So let's say, for example, I'm at a job interview and they, you know they are very rigorous, they're very disciplined at this company. I'll demonstrate that I'm very rigorous and disciplined early in the interview because I've studied their values. And then I will use supernormal stimuli by telling an extraordinary story where I've demonstrated this. So you've aligned yourself and you use this term called supernormal stimuli because our brains are wired to absorb ourselves in anything that's hard to come by. So you've got to know if you're in, a, in an interview that it's hard to come by people who are aligned with their values. So by showing and sharing an extraordinary story that aligns with their values, you're going to capture them. You're going to arouse them at a very, very high level. Number five is be bold in a hot spot. Once you discover that someone has a burning concern or is obsessed over a specific issue, find the pulse of that hot spot and help build the heat and then create another fire. Listen carefully. This is very similar to strategy four, but the difference is this is an area that helps trigger high levels of dopamine and pleasure. Deep levels of emotion, not just a value. An example would be if you discover someone is big on the environment and you've read that an activist has discovered something insightful and you share that, that's going to help the fire burn. But you don't want to stop there. You want to start another fire by telling the person that new research has come out that shows something in an entirely different area. You've got to be very genuine. You've got to be well-researched. So if you know this person is interested in the environment and you're trying to do business with them and you've studied this closely, you share something that's completely off the rails. This is actually the magic of Malcolm Gladwell. Malcolm just doesn't tell ordinary stories. What Malcolm does that's brilliant is that he'll go into deep archives in the library and extract a story. One of my favorite examples was Wilt Chamberlain and the statistics around him doing underhanded free throws in basketball. 
And when he shared that story, it's just, it's a story. But it's not your typical story that other people are sharing about Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan is top of people's mind. Wilt Chamberlain's underhanded free throws was not. So he grabbed people's attention. He aroused them. This is very, very powerful. Starting another fire would be making sure that you go so far outside of people's comfort zone and you plant a new idea that is extremely passionate for them. Something that they can pour their emotion and passion into. This is starting a new fire. And let me tell you, people want to be linked to things that move their soul. They're not comfortable just with ordinary things because life is short. And I'm telling you from my experience and my research and my work that people want to come alive. People may seem like they're comfortable. But you go to a concert, you go anywhere, go to a sporting event and watch people lose it. People want to go outside of that comfort zone and be aroused. They want to be awakened. They want to come alive. The arousal principles I share are based on neuroscience and behavioral science and they work because they're designed around how the brain systems are wired. Guys, I appreciate you so much. You have no idea. Thanks so much for listening. Do share this with someone who wants their ideas, themselves, and or their brand to be noticed. You deserve for people to be awakened, to be aroused to who you are and what you have to offer. And I wish that for you. I hope that people see you and not overlook you. Until next time.